a welcome to the Astrology in You podcast. Today we are looking at the new moon in Leo, the Lion's Gate and other significant planet placements. Hi, I'm Kerry Hurrigan and thank you for tuning in. In this podcast, I'll be covering the new moon in Leo on the 8th of August at 16 degrees and 14 minutes, the Lion's Gate and what that means in astrology. So make sure you check the time and day for your location. And just to let you know, I've created a video to show you how to create a free natal chart with transits at astro.com. And you can also get a free mini astrology report that includes a very detailed birth chart from Astrology in You. So just click on the links in the resources below. One of the things I realized when I first started learning astrology is I would read the interpretations of the moon and the sun and the planets, etc. And I would identify these traits in myself and trying to memorize them was incredibly difficult. And I thought, surely there's an easier way than this. And thankfully, I found evolutionary astrology. I found it was better to assimilate and embody these energies contemplating their descriptions and meanings rather than define myself by them. This subtle realisation has made such a great difference in using astrology as a tool in my life. Not only that, it has given me more deeper meaning and understanding and has made things so much easier. So firstly, the moon in our birth chart relates to our conscious emotional security patterns. The archetype of the moon, Cancer and the fourth house are the same in evolutionary astrology. And this is the law of three. So the moon reflects these archetypes. The moon is always creating a sense of security with a necessary personalizing process to continue evolution, generating a sense of feeling secure in oneself. The question becomes, how do we create the necessary process to have that sense of feeling secure? This becomes established by consistent behavior in doing something, creating familiarity. Evolution or growth is a state of becoming and we are always in a state of becoming. So this process creates a natural polarity to Capricorn and the 10th house where Saturn, which is the ruler of Capricorn, reflects the natural law of action and motion. So when we are moving on a consistent basis, constantly doing, we create familiarity and a sense of knowing. And this reflects the archetype of security, nurturing and protecting, which is the moon, the fourth house and Cancer. This consistent and evolving process reflects back something that now makes you feel secure, such as the past, as this is familiar and known. And once something is familiar to you, it alleviates the anxiousness, vulnerabilities, and the neediness that surfaces when facing the unknown. This in turn gives a sense of security as you process these experiences in a safe way. The moon equates to our self-image, how we see ourselves inwardly. It is our ego. The moon or ego is our subjective filter or lens we look through to perceive and process our experiences. The soul operates through the ego to develop its evolutionary intentions. The moon symbolizes the ego and unfortunately the ego is often associated with misconception and definitions that hold it in a negative light. We emotionally attach ourselves with people, things, ideas and concepts that are formed through the ego. 
Our ego is our personal processor. The ego is our identity in which we interact in the world. We cannot speak our name without an ego. And this is how we identify ourselves and how others identify and interact with us. Our sense of inner safety and belonging makes us feel secure and is created by consistent behaviour in doing something until it becomes familiar and known. When something becomes familiar and known, it supports us. This is essential as this relates to our inner child. We have a support system through family and friends for ourselves and we can also offer support to others. We all have an inner child. Even as adults, there are those experiences that put us in a position of needing the emotional guidance, protection and nurturing, just like when we did as a child. That part of us keeps developing in a continuous journey of becoming, regardless of what age we are. The moon relates to our emotional processes, referring to the time it takes to emotionally digest our experiences. And this is something that takes time. Interestingly, the moon is about our emotions. Our emotional center is our stomach. We do not digest food immediately and instantaneously because it takes time. And this also applies to our emotions. They cannot be digested instantaneously and simultaneously either. They require time to assimilate. So to take the moon to a deeper level, we bring in the nodes of the moon. These are the north and the south nodes, and these are points in space representing our past and our future. Our current moon's placement reflects our current egocentric structure, and the south node reflects our past egocentric nature, while the north node reflects our future egocentric nature. So what we are doing here is we need to move from what is familiar and known to what is unknown, such as our past and our future. And to do this, we look at our natal moon's placement as the way of a portal or a bridge to link these two emotional states. And herein lies the law of three again, the natal moon, the south node, and the north node. So to explain this better, let's take an example. So say you were born with a Gemini moon. To use the natal moon as a bridge to move from the known to the unknown through the Gemini archetype makes someone feel secure and comfortable under the habits that relates to information, communication and diversity. When you understand your natal moon placement, it makes it so much easier to understand how you process your emotions. This is a cosmic axis in the evolutionary process through our emotional body. And let me just say that the physical body and the emotional body are one of the same, and we evolve through our emotional and physical body. You only have to look at past experiences and how you have stored that experience emotionally. So if you've had a bad experience in a store, say for example, and somebody says, oh, have you been to that store? And if your experience was bad, you will soon tell them from an emotional point of view, if it was bad enough, your experience there, and they probably won't go there. So when we look at the phases of the moon, they also have meanings and they can put another layer on what is happening. So the new moon phase is a phase of instinctual emergence. And the new moon is the beginning of a new cycle. 
a new pulse of initiation where the mode of action is instinctual through the archetype of the sign it is occurring in. Meaning when something is instinctual or we act on an instinctual impulse, there is no forethought behind it. So the new moon phase is also about leaving the old that is now complete to start anew. So it's emerging from. When we look in the sky, we don't see the moon in the new moon phase. In this phase, absolute freedom is required where we can learn through action and reaction of self-discovery. It's an outward projecting energy, fiery at times, spontaneous and impulsive with the energy moving outward from the center. Here we set the seeds for our new beginning. So the new moon in Leo is on the 8th of August at 16 degrees and 14 minutes. So look to see where this is happening in your chart and the area of life it relates to. And the new moon in Leo has additional potency as it is accompanied by the lion's gate. So the lion's gate occurs every year in Leo. Cosmically, it relates to the rising star of Sirius. In Australia, at the moment, if you look to the east of an evening, after the sun goes down, you will see Sirius rising in the east and it is the brightest star in the sky. The rising of Sirius in ancient Egypt coincided with the flooding of the Nile, which was linked with prosperity and abundance. Sirius played an important role in cultures such as the Mayans, Sumerians, the Babylonians and the Dogon tribe of Africa. The blue star of Sirius sends light to our spiritual bodies. Meditation is very important during this event. This year, the Lionsgate portal and the new moon are both occurring in Leo. August being the eighth month, this is happening on the eighth day, giving extra potency to this event. The number eight in numerology is also associated with mastery, abundance and manifestation. It is called the Lion's Gate as this event occurs in Leo. And we have the Leo New Moon, which makes this portal an ideal time to clear out old ways that aren't working and set the seeds for the new. The new moon in Leo combined with the Lion's Gate is one of the most significant events of this year to experience a greater consciousness around your talents, creativity, energies and healings. So in the new moon phase, we have the moon and the sun together and here the sun is in its own sign of Leo, making this a very powerful new moon. There is a sense of having more confidence, creativity, which is activated, making this a dynamic and energized time to try new things. Mercury is also in Leo in a wide conjunction, giving our thinking and communications more energy. There is a lot of fixed energy around this new moon in Leo, keeping you within yourself to give you the staying power of focusing on your creativity for your self-actualization. You may feel a strong sense of destiny. You'll feel your uniqueness. Some may even have thoughts of leaving a legacy in some way. There is a lot of fixed energy and retrograding planets leading to the new moon in Leo. There's also a shift occurring. This, <laughs> this blew my mind. It really did. Now, in my understanding, the shift taking place as we move into the Aquarian age is many people are experiencing the individuated state. This in general terms means people will seek information and they will question reality independently to form their own opinion. 
that is different to the consensus. Aquarius ruled by Uranus is known as the liberator and it will rebel against restrictions that are too limiting to break free of society's limitations. Starting with Leo's polarity sign Aquarius, here both Saturn and Jupiter are in retrograde in Aquarius. The retrograde motion has the planets appear to stop and move backwards and this of course is an optical illusion. What is happening is Jupiter and Saturn have caught up with the Earth in their orbit. It's like when you catch up with a car in the next lane to you on a highway and the wheels appear to be going backwards even though both of you are moving forward. When planets retrograde there is a similar effect. Here we get the opportunity to review, repeat and revisit what went before to throw off what is not necessary. So starting with the Jupiter retrograde, Jupiter is about the truth and our belief structures relating to society beliefs and our personal beliefs and how they can differ to reality. With Jupiter we move into our right brain where we can reflect on the information we have received to review and independently re-examine ourselves. Meditation on this is extremely helpful. This is the time to take a new look to ponder and gain a more deeper understanding. So this is a time to take a new look to ponder and gain deeper understanding. When you are in the right brain, the information gathered can be absorbed, allowing you to take your own independent point of view. Now, no doubt questions will arise that may be contrary to the consensus and could even appear rebellious to some. As individuals, this is the ideal time to see where this is happening in your chart to identify the area you need to take a new look at so the necessary adjustments can be made. So Saturn is also retrograding in Aquarius. Saturn correlates to limitations, boundaries, consensus, taboos, social regulations and laws in the society in which one lives. As Saturn retrogrades, reviewing and revisiting what has come before to throw off what is necessary will also be seen as rebellion. When things become too limited and too restrictive, it generates pressure from the consensus for the individual to conform so the consensus can feel secure within itself. And again, this can be seen as rebellious. So there's a lot of rebellion going on. Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, liberates when limitations become too restrictive with sudden shocks from conditioning and consensus. Uranus is currently in Taurus, squaring Saturn, and this will continue to break down issues with governments and corporations, exposing the inequality that has been in society for so long. Uranus will be in Taurus till April of 2026, dealing with issues and the breakdowns of the monetary system in banking, stock market, property and land. We can even expect to see more seismic activity. Know that this is good news. In your life, look to see where you can liberate yourself. Be objective and view high above to see the whole picture. For you to find your truth from your limiting beliefs, that no longer serve you, take time to ponder and contemplate and see your vision to honour your own life. Pluto is also in retrograde in Capricorn. 
Saturn is in a new phase to Pluto and will continue this breaking down and letting go of the old ways with continuing to expose the weaknesses in structures such as religion, government and the financial systems that will ultimately be destroyed. Pluto destroys completely to enable metamorphosis to take place for the good. Evolution can come in two ways, slow and gradual, or when evolution is inevitable and is resisted, change can be cataclysmic. And this is the phoenix rising from the ashes. Pluto destroys what does not serve. So look in your own life to see where this is happening for you. This is so incredibly exciting for those who want change and equality. Pluto is trining Venus in Virgo in a first quarter phase known as crisis in action. Thankfully, the trine is a harmonious energy and this is very, very powerful. This energy gives way to allow the assimilation of the original intention to bring in and made real. What does that mean to you? Again, takes contemplation. This aspect holds the key to preparation of the rest of the cycle. And that'll be when Pluto and Venus conjunct to begin a new planetary partnership phase. This draws one into social interaction and can produce the potential for conscious awareness of the whole process that has happened in the past and has led to this moment. I mean, just consider that for a while. This is enormous. Both these planets are in Earth signs in a practical way to be in service for the whole. Venus is also in a trining aspect to Uranus in Taurus, another Earth sign. So you can see that there's a theme here with Aquarius and its ruler Uranus. This trining aspect is also in a first quarter phase, representing a crisis in action again. With Uranus in the picture here, again, sudden shocks to issues around money, the stock market, property and banking in society, as Venus is also the planet associated with money. Now this would be an ideal time for individuals to look at their finances as we know change in relation to money issues can be very stressful. Again, take the high view and see where you can master your money issues. Look at how valuable you are. One of the things I've been doing lately is asking myself, what can I do for you to make you happy today, Kerry? And be thankful for everything for that, I thank the wonderful Louise Hay, and God, what a legacy she has left for us. Uranus is also squaring the new moon in Leo, suggesting tension and struggle in wanting the freedom of Uranus while needing time to reflect on what has happened and implement a foundation grounding your creativity for the future. Chiron is in Aries, also in a trine to the new moon in Leo. Now, Chiron in Aries is again in a trine aspect to the Leo new moon. Both the moon and Chiron are in fire signs. Firstly, looking at Chiron, known as the wounded healer, it is through the pain and agony of our wounds or through frustrations and helplessness when we cannot fulfill our desires or in the pain of emptiness when our desires are filled. That's a good one, ponder on for a little while. Here Chiron gradually leads us to the biggest wound there is, the pain of separation and being incomplete. Chiron teaches us the key to heal our wounds begins with opening our hearts. When you think about it, Leo rules the heart. So in saying that, the Aries archetype represents separation. It rules the first house and it is the original separation of our birth. 
the separation from our mother. The archetype of Chiron in progression is most active in moving from consensus to individuated. In other words, moving from the herd mentality to the independent energy of the individuated. So there's a lot of things around being of your own opinion. To look at this more deeply, Chiron in Aries carries the energy of individuation and the warrior. Ready to defend itself can be the initial action of those who are not aware of the deeper meaning. Chiron in Aries is in a trine to the new moon in Leo and this offers the opportunity for the individual to set the seeds for something they will manifest from their creativity that will benefit all. The healing is the energy not of being separated and trying to do it all on your own, but to have others of like mind, Aquarius, in cooperation for the good of all. You can really see a theme playing out. There is so much happening at this time. I've had so many realizations in researching and creating this podcast, probably more than any other I've done. I can see how the cosmos or God or whatever God means to you, the energies that are supporting the human family to leave behind the conditioning of the distorted patriarchy. This time we are in is like the birth of a baby. We are in the birth canal. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We are in a struggle to leave behind what we know that is familiar for us to move to the unfamiliar and not known. And naturally, under this enormous change, there is great uncertainty. People are trying desperately to hang on to the old ways and at the same time find certainty with the new that is coming. I'll remind you of what Louise Hayes says, that you can say to yourself over and over, and this is what I do. The first thing I say is all is well. I know that this situation is happening for my highest good and only good will come. All is well. And say it as often as you can, as often as you think of it. I've been asked, are we in the age of Aquarius many times? It is my opinion we are not. We will need more generations yet, but we are in the beginning. We are the ones who are setting the seeds and helping others transition through this incredible time for a new age. What a privilege that is and how exciting it is. We can't live in a constant state of stress and fear all the time. Look at reality and what is it telling you? Look in your own world using the amazing energies of the new moon in Leo and the lion's gate to give yourself space and freedom to tap into your creativity, to create your destiny. Spend more time in nature and make meditation a daily practice. This is a time to connect with our soul. To me, our soul is our higher self. It's always kind to us. It watches and observes the movie that we play in our heads, the filter that we look through. It just observes. It reveals our highest potential. We access our soul through meditation. Meditation with others is also incredibly powerful as our world is going through a stressful time on so many levels. And really, when you think about it, it's only affecting humans. We can aim high and set our intentions collectively for a kinder world of equality, love, understanding, to have a healthy planet for the animals and the human family. So keep opening your heart. Our hearts are not just a blood pump. The human heart has great intelligence. 
Every time it pumps, it pumps love through your body and it extends outward to everyone. This is what the golden time of ancient Egypt was about. Explore and find your own truth. Let go of what doesn't work for you. Be in gratitude and appreciation and thank everything you can. From the difficult you can find freedom and from the beautiful you can find appreciation. Be grateful and find the good in everything. Laugh more, be in nature more, be more creative and most importantly, ask yourself what would make you happy today. Be kind to yourself because when we are kind and we love ourselves, we can be kind and love everyone else. And no change is always supporting us to continue our evolutionary journey. I always enjoy creating the podcast, but this one really gave me so much more. And that's what I love about evolutionary astrology. It goes deeper and further than traditional astrology. I can't remember when I have experienced so many correlations to the heavens above. I've realized we really do need each other to accomplish great things. Unfortunately, there is a great divide in the beliefs that people have. It really is up to us to make this world a better place and it starts with you and me. If you could remain high above and be objective, meditate, be kind to yourself, and this will happen to others. Change is coming and some will find this terrifying. We cannot live in constant fear. This causes stress in the body and weakens the immune system. Fear makes us feel vulnerable and helpless. Help others understand. We cannot go on the way we have been. It is unsustainable on so many levels. Change must come for the good of all, for the world of equality and kindness. Governments won't do it. It's up to you and me. So if you find yourself in a conversation with somebody that is terrified, and if you think you can comfort them in some way and just tell them that all is well, everything is happening for our highest good because they need you, they need us. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you visit again. It is a bit of a long podcast, this one, but there was so much and truly it could have been longer. But all is well, God bless and bye for now.